the Play Mornings with Steph and John replay. Good morning, world. Hello, hello, and welcome to Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. My name is Steph. I'll be hanging out with you today. John is having a rest. He's sleeping in on a cold day. It is minus 17 out there right now. But I have some good news, and that is about the sunrise and sunset. I'm always looking at this because I just want to know when are we going to have the maximum amount of daylight? I need it back. Um, And the sunrise today is going to rise at 814 which is amazing because on Solstice Day, which was just a month and a bit ago, it was rising at 9.01. So we've gained like 47 minutes, which is amazing. But also the sunset on Solstice Day was at 3.47 in the afternoon. And today it's going to set at 5.07. So again, we've gained like two hours of daylight, which is absolutely wonderful. And if you're wondering, when is it going to set after 7 p.m.? Well, that will be on March 10th when daylight savings time happens. We will get to after 7. But one month from today, we're going to set at 6.11. Doesn't that sound nice? Doesn't that sound like welcoming spring? Kind of like that spring weather we had last week. A little bit of bad news from the royal family. King Charles has cancer. Now, the palace has not shared what kind, but are optimistic they caught it early and the king has started outpatient treatment. He'll be stepping out of the public eye and Prince William will take over some of his duties. One duty the king does not get to appoint someone else to do is meeting with the Prime Minister of England. They do that weekly and that needs some real formal paperwork to switch out the members of that meeting. The Queen actually met with the Prime Minister two days before she passed away. I'm not wishing that on King Charles at all. (laughs) Anyway, Prince Harry, do we still get to call him Prince now that he's removed himself from the family? He's on his way back to London now to be with his dad. And what happens when a royal gets sick in the formal sense? Uh, It's up to King Charles to decide when he wants someone to step in and help him. The heirs to the throne go like this. Prince William, then Prince William's three kids, George, who's 10, Charlotte, who's 8, and Prince Louis, who's 5, then Prince Harry, and his two kids after that. However, to advise the king, you have to be more than 21 years old. And to take the throne, you must be at least 18. So Prince William's three kids have a few years left to be, well, (laughs) kids, if that's a thing when you're a monarch. A little PSA from me to you, and that is about gas prices. Last week, I was really excited as I watched the gas prices seem to go down a little bit at a time. And when I finally did go to fill up, I got gas for one seventeen. Yes, one seventeen. When was the last time you saw a teen on the gas price sign? Amazing. However, I drove up the road, and then there was gas for one twenty-seven, and there was still gas for one twenty-nine at another spot. So here's my little PSA to you. Open up gas, buddy. Type in Fort McMurray gas prices. I'm thankful for all the people who update it and find the cheapest gas. Why pay more for stuff that's just going to vaporize, you know? Do you use the tiny pocket on the side of your jeans? I went to put a key in it yesterday and thought, am I the first person to ever use this pocket? What's it here for? Don't worry. I did the research for us. Apparently, it's for your pocket watch. (laughs) Back in the 1800s, cowboys used to wear their watches on chains and keep them in their waistcoats. But to lessen the risk of getting broken, Levi's introduced the small pocket where they could keep their watch. Watches have certainly grown since then as well. I tried to put my watch in the pocket, and I think it was more hazardous to it than helpful. (laughs) Levi says over the years, people have used the pocket for coin hoarding or matches or lipstick 
Ouch. (laughs) Make sure you take that stuff out before you sit down or your keepsake pocket will become your pain pocket. None of these items they mentioned are malleable. So Taylor Swift announced a new album dropping real soon, April 19th. It'll be called the Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to get that name wrong a ton. I keep wanting to call it the Tortured Poets Society, probably because of the Dead Poets Society. But the Internet is speculating that's not where she got the title. Here's a little clip from her ex of six years, Joe Alwyn. What's the name of the WhatsApp group you were in? <laughs> <laughs> Tortured. It's either the Tortured or the Lonely. Tortured Man Club, I think. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, you, Tortured me Man. Me, you and Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. It hasn't had much use recently. No, I feel like we're less tortured now. Mm. The Tortured Man Club. Little throw to that from her Tortured Poets department. <laughs> She's so clever. I can't wait to hear more about it in the songs. April 19th. Can't come soon enough. The great composer John Cage died in 1992, but in 1985, he composed a piece of music which usually takes between 20 and 70 minutes to play, depending on the conductor. And in his musical instruction, he asked that it be played as slowly and softly as possible. And a group of organists in Germany have taken this to heart. They love his music, and 70 minutes is just too quick to get through the song. So they've decided to make it last. Uh, 616 years. (laughs) They play one note every two years or so. And because it's an organ, the note will hold it down indefinitely. I wonder what it'd be like living next to that church. A constant drone of a single organ note that changes its pitch every couple of years. (laughs) But I'm also interested that these folks who started this 23 years ago will never see the song to completion. How are they going to accept their Guinness Book of World Records win 600 years from now? Eh, maybe by then we'll be able to travel back in time. Think back to a couple weeks ago, that terrible cold snap we had. Were you ever late for work during that? Well, you wouldn't be alone. Apparently, the average person needs an extra 16 minutes in bed to convince themselves to get up and out when it's cold. And each person will be late about seven times a winter because they overslept. They also say we're going to spend an extra 24 hours in bed over the winter because it's just not nice to get out of the covers. And I could totally see that. I mean, where's my partner in crime this morning? Probably spending extra time in bed. Can you blame him? It's minus 16. Got the old team back together, my friend. Bob McKay is here this morning. Good Good morning, morning, everybody. Hello. Now, you're here specifically because we've got to talk about a great initiative that Acton is doing, right? Yeah, uh, it's Acton Environment and a couple with our friends at Mackay Métis. Sorry. Uh, We're going to be doing a food kind of drive, or we call it a snack drive, today at uh, the Save on Foods, both uh, uptown here in Timberley. And downtown at the Save on Foods down there by Starbucks. So we're going to be at those two locations today from 12 until 6. So a snack drive is uh, granola bars, fruit snacks, anything you might like to, you know, just grab an individual container of? Or? Yeah, so I guess the, the best way to think about it is, so the Justin Ladies Foundation, if people don't know, it's a safe area for kids between the ages of 12 and 17 to go. There's a great support mechanism. The, the, the lady, her name is Amanda McDonald. She's the, the uh, manager down there, and she does an amazing job working with the kids. She has a super team. But what is it, a safe area? And if you remember back when you were a teenager, you come home from school or want something, guess what? You're going to the cupboard to grab whatever, like, you know, the Pop-Tarts or the or something like that there. And that's kind of what we're doing, because these kids, a lot of them, this is the only place they got to go. Uh, their mom and dad might be working at a site till late, and 
the set of them being by themselves. They, this is a, a free space to go to, and it's a space they can be free. So it's really awesome. Yeah, really cool um, because not only do they supply snacks there, but also they have video games, oh, yeah. couches, board games, place to do your homework if you like. Like the dugout is a pretty cool place. It is, and if, again, the dugout does the name, which I think is a really cool name. Um, it's down by the uh, the skateboard park there down in the Sny, if people don't know. Um, it's like it is. It's, it's awesome. And it is. Like they got a pool table there and TV if they want to watch. they got an area the kids can do their homework. they got computers down there. And the cool thing about this place is with all those things, they've all been donated. Um, and it's one of the things I, I did want to bring up as well today that we realize times are tough for everybody right now. Things are, you know, money's a little bit tight or whatever. So the reason why we chose today was because today at Save on Foods is their first, you know, the first Tuesday, it's 15% off day. Nice. So we're hoping that people can kind of dig a little deeper and say, you know what? We got 15% off. Why don't we buy a little something extra for the kids? So, yeah, we'll see, you'll see us at both stores here today. Perfect. 12 to 6. Help support the Justin Slade Youth Foundation. Thanks so much for joining me, Bob. Ah, I love being back. <laughs> Financial literacy, we all need it. It's helpful for every part of your life. And the Multicultural Association offers a course in it. Shannon Lloyd is here with me today. Good morning. Good morning, Steph. Nice to see you. You as well. Now, you've been here every day giving us some great tips about financial literacy. Just a little taste of what we could get if we took the course. What's today's tip? Today's tip is from our instructor Jay Falcone and our tip today is manage your monthly finances by some form of budgeting. This helps control your finances. A lot of people are unsure about how budgets work or where to get started with budgets and when taking um, financial literacy level one or level two you get some assistance with that and some more growth as well yeah really cool and he has kind of like some binders and some homework so you take it home and you actually get to put that into practice with your own finances and really by the end of it you're not only smarter but you've also got a plan moving forward absolutely that's the best part you have you have a plan and you have direction and you're ready to grow for sure now how can someone sign up for it they can sign up by going to our website at www.mcawb.org forward slash FLP, or they can search up the event on eventbrite.com. And both these courses, the level one is an eight-week course and the level two is a 10-week course. So it's a commitment, but it's a great commitment to your future and getting your finances right. Absolutely. Thank you, Steph. Thanks, Shannon. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Steph and John Replay. Find more Steph and John at play1037.ca.